the diggity bowdy boo. Ooh. Yo, there's some methodical shit right here, man. I try. I try. Yes. People. Episode 26. Chop Vision. We here. My man Chops. My man. Me, Skinny. We got a special guest this week. I'm going to cut this out before we get Demon. But it's so hard. So nice. Um, He is a connoisseur of things. He knows many things. He has a line for me. um, What is it? Uh, (laughs) Content King does a lot of things. That's what he calls me. But this man is a content king. He does a lot of things. I don't know when he sleeps. My man, Holden Steven Roy. Behind the suit host. uh, Mixtape reviewer. Rapper. Mixtape. Freaking putter outer. Uh, just overall, cool dude. I'd like to bring him on the show because he's going to talk about to us about some shit we probably don't know. I just got schooled on some bank shit that I was mad about. I'm still mad about it. Don't give a fuck. Oh, yo, he educated a motherfucker. Educated a motherfucker. So yeah, um, let's bring him in. The boy, boy. Hold yeah, that's, it. What up? That's a blast. Well, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Y'all doing good work. We try, we try, we try, we try, we try. How you been, man? How how you how you feeling after that? You know, just came back from the NYC, you know. So it was definitely one of the most incredible experiences of my life. But mm-hmm. then immediately after, I found out what being 34 really is. Oh yeah, tired like, of shit for like because <laughs> you can't do week. nothing. <laughs> Done. I couldn't think right. I'm like, right. oh shit, it was the party in the 4 a.m. Fun as fuck. Yeah. Uh, how many days did you do that in a row? We didn't go to 4 a.m. the whole time, but definitely party three days in a row. So you and felt then that, the yeah. following day we flew back, but like we took the late flight. So when we like went to bed at like two with daylight savings, oh, it was like a <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish Dude. him. That's crazy. Not good. <laughs> worth it. Yeah, for sure. Worth it. 34 would do that though. It would definitely remind you, like, listen, you can't be doing that kind of shit, sir. Uh your body needs to rest after one of these out and out outings, let alone three in a row. You can't be doing that at all. But you no, in sir. New York City, bro, you maximizing. You're not thinking in normal time. You might you're like, bro. If the city don't sleep, why the hell am I gonna sleep? Like I gotta be I might miss something. Like 12 30 on the third day of partying at the bar. I'm like dead. And then poison penned about a rap legend walks up. What the fuck are you gonna do Ooh. now? You're going to get the fuck up, and when he buys the round, you're going to drink the round, you know? Like, next thing you know, it's four in the morning, and you're at White Castle, and you're like, this is a good night. <laughs> that literally sounds, that, that's a great night. Yeesh. What is New York like in 2021? Mind you, I haven't been to New York. <clears throat> the last time I was in New York, there was no Wi-Fi. Say a word, there's Wi-Fi, but like okay. selective Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right. um, so it's not like there's Wi-Fi like everywhere. So like you go to Manhattan on 3rd Avenue. The yeah. whole Third Avenue has Wi-Fi. Just free? But nothing else. Yeah, they grab in your data and shit for sure. But oh, like, yeah. well, I mean, but I'm like, the States already got my data. I don't live in the States. It's easy for them to get my data. <laughs> this is true. But I mean, I didn't know it was like Yo, that. They just grabbing up. Anyway, go on. I mean, you're on their public Wi-Fi. Everything you take, yo, I wasn't like searching the same kinds of shit I'd be searching at home on the fucking public Wi-Fi, but I definitely broadcast to Facebook and shit. I'm like, listen, I'm walking up Third Avenue and there's Wi-Fi. I'm definitely not trying to be on public Wi-Fi in New York City on Third Avenue. For sure not. 
If I need it, I'll use that data. I'll run that roaming. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just you can run the roaming, it. yeah. But then roaming you're still like kind of into US Wi-Fi, you know? <laughs> they see, don't get you no matter what, bro. See, you go with that random knowledge again. That just kind of. Mm. I'm just sitting there going, what's the problem? I'd rather have the higher quality of life in that moment. And it gave me a higher quality of life to be able to like do this pop up on Facebook. But then it wasn't permanent, right? Because you just randomly like walk a block over, right. no Wi-Fi. Gone, everything. And it was really like a trip. It was it was great. Uh, as far as the vibe, it's way less people. I hear there's like way less people out and about in the streets, which kind of makes sense. Um, Fantastic. The Bronx was dope for that though. The Bronx was like lively because like it's like in a sort of the gentrification and starting era, yeah. so it still kind of feels like lively and cultural. Um, Manhattan was like the more Harlem you are, the more like lively. But then it really was just like downtown Montreal level of difference. Like it okay. just feels right. like that's what I want. It to feels hear. like it's it had like Central Park has a lot of tourists, sure, but like it didn't feel as bustling and alive as it could be like a 10 o'clock shit be closed when yo airplane mode the whole time facts that's for sure except for the time when you got uber eats and the uber eats guy was like fucking calling me so i caught a fucking roaming charge to answer the phone one time cost me 10 extra dollars uber eats tax Got to get that chicken. That was your say. I was like, "Yo, what? What'd you order at Uber?" Like, I, Bro, was yeah, it you worth it? Yeah, was it? No, because that's the thing. We got back. Okay, so the second day we walked up Manhattan. Like, we just, I gotta understand how big New York is. We walked up Manhattan from like the Bronx, crossed into it over a bridge. Boom, take the bus back. We get back. It's like eight thirty nine. So you know how it's the city that never sleeps. It's more like it's the city that never sleeps until COVID. So now yeah. there's a little bit more sleeping. So at like nine, ten o'clock, we're like walking around. Now, granted, it could just be the part of the Bronx we're in. Maybe isn't the most. Could have just been whatever. Tuesday, you know. That too, but city that never sleeps, bro. That's Vegas, is it not? I don't know if New York does that. New York is nah, New York's like definitely these. one of them. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I'm spoiled because I live in Montreal, where like depending on where you are, it never sleeps. But my part sleeps, so it's like right. But you're but, only um, like ten minutes away from like. Partying for, Montreal like Montreal's like packed in, so it could just yeah. be the part of the Bronx I was in at that time. There was no fooderies that was really open, but it's also like we're walking around. We don't know where anything is. Are there twenty four hour delis? Yeah, but like the idea of finding like dope spots without knowing where anything is, and then having Google at the Airbnb is like you end up with the Uber Eats, you know? And we had just walked like across Manhattan. So it was like, whatevs. Yeah, but then uh, the guy- to search for food. <laughs> Uber couldn't like place our spot twice. So Uber had no idea where the fuck this address was. So it was sending him to the other side of like a fucking bridge. And it was like fucking amazing. So whatever, the guy found a Guy walked, bro. I didn't even know you could walk with Uber Eats. He walked 20 fucking minutes to make like eight bucks. Wow. Shout out to you on the hustle, man. I feel bad because I would have tipped him nothing, assuming him coming in a car. I see a dude walk up. I'm like, oh, I already changed tip. Like, shit. I mean, on top of that, Uber made him go to the other side, so he had to walk like an extra 10 minutes just to deliver the shit. And I'm like, bro, this is wild. He's on foot. Bonnie's like, he can't be on foot. And I'm like, no, he's on foot. You can see how slow he's walking on the fucking map as it's going out. Like, a... I once got an Uber 
and the kid was on a bike, or at least no, he actually here was the trick. So they say that he's like, here's like, and I'm not gonna throw this out, this is not being racist. Here's Olumid, and he's on a bicycle. So it's to trick you to make you think, oh, he's definitely gonna be on a bike. Poor kid, it might be kind of raining outside. It was like summer, August, raining as shit. No, I see you pull up in a Honda Civic. I'm like, well, no, <laughs> that's not a bicycle. I definitely tipped him zero dollars just for faking yeah. me out. That's not right. So no, I imagine yeah. homeboy if homeboy says he's on foot and you see he how was slow on he's foot because I had to go outside to find homeboy because of the phone call shit, right? So I had to mm-hmm. like I got this Uber message. So and so tried to call you, and I'm going, there's <laughs> the no calls on airplane call. mode. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just you it's like an instant ten dollar fee in my head went off because <laughs> I know that because <laughs> I have to answer the call, which is a definite roaming charge. Oh, Done. Man. And thankfully we're in the era where it's like ten dollars a day flat rate it's not like back in the day call up your phone company you eat the ten dollars because you're growing up and you knew better <laughs> you eat it because you're a grown-up that's, that's great oh I mean, man like 150 dollar extra fee you'd be on that phone arguing like, $10, yo, yeah. you're like this chicken sandwich was not worth the extra 150 bones like get out of here <laughs> Damn. Nah. That's crazy. Good my better, phone's though. old as shit. So I'm t- if I was on like public Wi-Fi, my my phone's the type of phone that if it's like used too much, it gets hot. <laughs> so, you know I mean, like, no, like, that's legit. a problem, homie. You need to upgrade. I have the Samsung S8. What are they at now? S21 or some shit? Like Infinity? Uh, but it's technically like if you were to run it, like 13, 12 or 13. <laughs> you know, when you plug your phone and it says like fast charging, my shit will be like fast charging five something hours. And I'm like, wait, that don't, that don't make no goddamn That's when sense. you know you need the new phone. Right? But the thing is, here's the thing. I'm fast paying for charging. mama's phone. I'll let you tomorrow. Right? <laughs> Legit. It'll be like fast charging three hours and 42 seconds. I'm like, how do you know the 42 seconds? Anyway, I'd be, I, my, I pay for my mom's phone. So I can't be, you know, right now I want to finish paying that off and then got this coming through a new one. But it is time for me to get a new joint. This this Samsung is going to kind of old. To bring me to technology, I just wanted to segue that into, for those who don't know, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, what do you like do? Like day job? Day job. Your Batman job. We ain't talking about your extracurricular shit. I want to know about your Clark Kent job right now. Yeah. Mm. So I work for a software company. Mm, and I've got to be a little vague with it, with it on contract okay, obviously, shits. Obviously, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So do I. That's right. I got contract shits. I'm at that place in there. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are um, So the company is called AvonQuest Software Publishing Group. They basically create a lot of software, but mostly they white label the shit out of stuff. And white labeling is when you bundle names with other products. A lot of affiliate marketing, a couple little takeovers I've seen in my day. And... Uh, effectively i spent a long time i started in a call center with them we're talking 2010 i've been with the same place since 2010 i'm not even gonna lie when they ever tell you nobody stays at a company a decade you say my fucking name um is it worth it it. fuck yeah seven weeks off a year baby say what you will hey Um, it's true though you have to work that decade but (laughs) i don't know about Um, all that i've been working at the same spot for 13 years and I don't mm. get no seven software <laughs> company shits. You gotta be in the software company game because that's I got competitive. A good... Yeah, yeah. They say words like Google around you. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, I started in the call center doing customer support. A couple of years later, I uh, I proved I could write by inviting people to a birthday party really grandiosely. And my managers were like, "Your boy can write in English." And because this is a weird thing to say in Quebec. But all of my French supervisors wanted to flex in English. So your boy became the English proofreader in the call center. So they would call me over. So I learned the business like that. I became the trainer. 
So I spent two years honing my presentation, performing skills on a bunch of people that did not want to watch me do my thing. Fair enough, but we learned together. And I got like pretty high with that. So they sent me over to Pakistan, did that for a month, training some sales agents over there. That's one of my biggest flexes. I don't care what any rap shit, whatever. I got sent on other people's dimes to another country with a per diem to train motherfuckers and live like a baller. It was amazing. I've done very little in my life where I felt that rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talk in the McDonald's. We talk in the you you buy into eight people food because it's costing you twenty five dollars. It's costing them experiences they don't get, and, it, and you so it's wild shit. You 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 set high goals after that type of shit in life. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I came back to a promotion where because I was a rapper, believe it or not, yeah, we're was, gonna do they, that. they figured I could do webinars. <laughs> what? So because I'm a rapper. I know. I figured I could do webinars. I heard you. So they hit me one day and they said, yo, we need you. And there was no like instructions. It was, we need you to plan and deliver a webinar. And I was given time. So I Googled the shit. I found a program that could do it. I wrote this 10 minute presentation and I delivered the shit with the finesse that I bring to the table. You know what it is. Cause yo, when you actually do have the rapper skill set, your webinar game is actually flyer than your average corporate fuck who kind of just doesn't have that finesse with their delivery on boring shit. So me talking to you about boring shit is better than next guy. I promise. That's all I'm saying. So I deliver a minute and a half of this 10 minute presentation and they cut me off and they said, that's good. And then I got offered a job to go be their webinar content guy and then run customer service as like the department back when it was a little department i got really good so they hired me a boss i found out that's a compliment and an insult at the same time but now that i'm that age i was not qualified to be my own boss at that time (laughs) but i ended up effectively getting department head experience integrating things like the crm tools and the knowledge base i wrote the knowledge base for years like it's basically a 350 page book called how to use soda pdf as written by me it's trash nobody (laughs) needs to read it But boy, oh boy, am I a technical writer. (laughs) I'm literally a professional writer, just not the cool kind. The the technically, a technical professional. I'm paid to write. Sounds pretty cool to me, dog. You know? Um, I got to do voiceover shit. Oh, really? Okay, go into that. Yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Soda PDF's How to Tuesdays. This week, we're going to be covering how to convert from PDF to Word using Soda fucking 208 weeks in a row. Yeah. Every Tuesday, drop that shit. Yo, it got me real good with the voice work, though. Of course, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like, on a dime, it's just my how-to voice. But that shit was part of a job. So it was a lot of that content. I learned the stats. I learned how to read the back end. I learned how to evaluate growth. I was able to prove the knowledge base was worth this much money to the bosses. I was able to do a lot of things like that. And I learned a lot about objectives and the lowest end of the corporate grunt work world. And then I started to go up in that world year over year. And currently, um, I have three Ukrainian agents that report to me. I have to, I'm in charge of our organic social media reputation department. It's kind of a thing we invented together, me and my boss. So I'm responsible for inventing all of the KPIs of success, the actual mission, the work, and justify the need for three people plus myself and prove the value of that shit. And uh, effectively, it's all the corny shit you see me doing in my extracurricular, but I get paid to do that for work. Okay. And it's like, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of parallels of my frustrations between the two worlds. Now, for those who don't know, what do you do for your extracurricular? What is your Batman job? Because none of that shit Um, I understood. 
<laughs> okay, so to, to simplify it, I have to make Facebook campaigns, and my my team answers the people on Facebook and answers the reviews. So if you and I have to raise review scores, increase followers, and make people give a shit about our little community. I'm the creative fun guys that like plans campaigns and then also does the logistical bullshit. So let's say we ever, yo, what's up, Kiki G? Let's say we ever needed to, yo, what's up, Zalmano? Let's say we ever needed to like hire like a person, like we we might need a thousand dollars over here to go throw a contest. Yeah. We got to hire, find the assets, the graphic designer, and link all the pieces together to make the project come to life. So effectively, I'm a project manager, but now I have a team. All right, there. See, you see, <laughs> it's, there you go. it's just my my job evolved a lot in the last year, so it's kind of hard to like scale it into what yet. it actually is. It's, it's a lot of things, and then it's not a lot all at the same time. It's it's cool though because it's all working with Ukrainians. So like my whole team is like in Kharkov, and we you don't know a person that's hard next to a person in Kharkov is what I learned. We go through shit here. And they, my, my girls, they laugh in my face all the time. <laughs> you think that your cops responded to that? I'm like, oh, say word. It's rough in Kharkov. They have bomb threats that make them late for work. I'm like, that's a reality we don't experience over here. <laughs> right? Not, no, no not at all. And I'm happy for that. There are some places where I just, you know, you just ju- judge by how they live. I just don't want to go to their jail. Number one is Russia. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, don't want to be. I try to visit a rut. You don't no, want to be. Not, no, not visit. I mean, like if you had to go to jail, number one, I'm not going to Russian jail. Fuck that, because mm. you'd have to literally slit someone's throat on entry just to be like, "Who wants them?" and then end another fight by noon. So I'm not trying to go to Russia. Yeah, no, right. I don't nope. think Ukraine's that bad, but Ukraine might be that. Might, Ukraine I'm might be to go to a Ukrainian prison. Like that's not fucks with them. It, I want to go to that country so fucking badly because they're amazing people. Don't sure. even get me wrong. I got no issue. I'm not going to have a problem. I got people in Kharkov. Like, what a wild thing to say that you got people in Kharkov. Yeah, that's a flex. That's a bit of a flex, <laughs> yeah. I got people in South Side of Chicago, but no Kharkov. No Kharkov. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but so that's what I do for the day job. And then parallel, because it's like symbiotic. My day job fuels my side hustle. My side hustle fuels my day job. Without the side hustle, I don't get promoted. Without the promotions, I can't do the other things. So it's... right. Kind of like when people are like, quit your job. I'm like, bro, I would do the same thing I do for work just for myself. Like, there is no difference at this point. I'm as close to the living your dream as it gets in corporate land. And it's just as boring as you would think it is. <laughs> like, I mean, end of the day, whatever you're doing for your dream, 80% boring, 20% fire. I don't care what it is. But, like, there's so much boring shit that goes into what you're doing. And whether it's not boring right away, five mm. years later, a lot of boring shit. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Whatever yeah. was interesting might not be. Maybe. Even if you were a travel YouTuber, imagine how boring the plane is after six years. Even if you were this, I'll find you the boring in the middle. Yeah, that you have to find me, okay, products. find me the boring in the toy collector slash unboxer in what I do. Find me the boring. Editing your fucking videos and shit. I don't edit. Yeah, okay, I now edit now. So yeah, you're right. And the more that you get involved in the social media aspects, answering comments, things like that, I promise when you have to wake up and spend an hour, the first day you spend an hour on a Sunday answering YouTube comments is the first day you start thinking a little bit differently about your I'm going to answer everything in a day policies and shit. That's true. I fuck that, bring it. I want that. That's true. I want that. I want want that. What's the the boring for me, I've noticed, is getting a package and knowing I got to do the unboxing for it. Like I can't just open the shit for real mm, you because it becomes about, work. 
not pissed off. Voice. No, 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 no. It's not. It's like because I'm a completionist. So if I do it once, I can't just not do it. And if I don't do it, then I feel like I'm cheating people. So it's like I need to do this. But then it's like I don't have time to do this shit. So then the boxes pile up, and I end up having like a nine package video type shit. When usually it's then, just be, you know, but yeah. it's also like you lose control of when you do things as much because then it becomes like ritualistic. Like okay, yep. like an album. When I was doing album reviews heavy, which I no longer do, but that was part. Yo, five years today we started behind that suit. By the way, I'm really fucking proud of that. Hey, so we got years. you on a good day. Hey. Yeah, it was like, wow, that. coincidence. So yeah, we started with album reviews and shit, but it got to a point where like an album, music videos and singles dropped, and I knew that if I watched a single, it would mm. impact my album review. Right. So I love reviewing albums, but now there's these arbitrary rules that you start creating around how you do your thing because you want to get better at doing your thing more than you care about some of the shit. So like it got to a point where last summer my relationship with music was trash. I didn't like music anymore after four and a half years. It was weird. It was just all reviews and shit. So like I feel like the more you do stuff on repeat and I'm sure there's ways to like have this dream life where it's just completely versatile enough where like, yeah, sure. You lower the amount of boring, but then you're still going to hire people. Now you have people reporting to you. Now you have to answer the phone more. Like however you do it, there's a trade-off where the real sacrifice is embracing that part of the grind. But with that, my side hustle is like, yeah, I mean, I started rapping in 2012. I mean, that was my first show date. That was when I feel like I started the game. I guess I, I dibbled and dabbled like a poser before that. Um, then I started making music actively and that was my huge focus. I got this lucky run of performing for about four years without any effort. I just kept getting asked to perform at things plus hip hop karaoke, which I was really into for a long time. Still into it. I did it recently. Um, and so I performed a lot and I got this crazy. I think I did about 70 shows across the four years. So I'm pretty like proud of that run. Nobody's heard of me except for apparently a bunch of people who did It was all this small shit. I never really got crazy big opportunities. Let's run that back. No, nobody's heard of me. No, don't even get to, don't give him that because I know what he did with that. So yeah, nobody's heard many people heard of me except for the people who did or the many people who. No, did. I mean I wasn't trying to do like weird flexes or thing. I don't actually know. I just some people have come up to me in parks and shit and be like, I remember when you rapped at this thing like five dude, years ago, and bars. I'm like. My nigga, you look like Etree the fucking troll. Of course, people are gonna recognize you, dude. Like yeah, but the hair like, and the beard. Like, you, I didn't look exactly like this five years ago. You know, like back when I was more clean cut. No, I was a lot more clean cut. I was okay. a lot more. Ronnie, pull up I mean, a picture. The, no, the suit's there for real, but I was a lot more clean cut. It was no giant beard. It was like cleaner. Okay. Um, and then I started this look actually when I got more into YouTube. Um, the suit was always there, so people did remember the guy who wrapped in the suit. I'll give you that was stand out, and I do believe I'm a fucking weirdo white guy all the things that can go into it that would make you remember the fucking me in a suit fucking rapping at 2 a.m or whatever but still to hear people say it all those years later after like you don't know it right it's not like in the process of seven years people be giving me all these fist bumps for just great shows i did it's not it's more like you do this shit you never hear from these people again you never see from these people again and then one time you notice flip stars in your fucking footage one time and you're like what and you notice it yeah i was at hip-hop karaoke and flip star is so fucking noticeable with his glasses and shit he watched me do adhd with chris chrome at hip-hop karaoke i have no idea what flip star is please educate me you should uh know him he's one of the better album makers in montreal rapper like album makers that's for all the gen. people that I've talk about all right let's go flip concept albums and shit mr flip star 
he does concept albums and I really appreciated what he does with it. And I don't know that a lot of people do take the time to make concept albums to the level that he takes the time to make concept albums. Plus he included a lot of Montreal people. He has this like nine minute Montreal anthem, something like where all we got and it features logics and a bunch of other people. Hmm. I'm like, I'm really impressed with him as an album maker. But seeing him in the crowd after, it's like this realization, oh, shit, maybe more people did see me than I thought. Because basically by 2016, I would argue the more pay-to-play side of things had picked up heavy and the free opportunities for you know late 20s me to go fucking perform or drying up. Maybe it had more to do with me being in my late 20s and not going to the right places in maybe. hindsight. Maybe. I have to accept that. As I hit my, because I started late. I was 26 when I did my first show, so I'm performing with like guys like Chrome, who I'm when he's 17 in the French Connect at the same bars, like back in like 2012. I'm like an old guy with all these 18 year olds and shit, right? Oh, I'm, that's a real thing. That's how it went down. Damn, was the guy setting up this shit? Makeway was like around, like it was when Brandon was in the very beginning of his shit. You're legit right after me. I was like, I fucking swear. A lot of y'all done. Yo, I realized (laughs) at one point during these interviews, I missed being part of that wave by two years. Yes, you did. Just two years. Yep. Had I been two years older, I would have been in Sage Up with guys like Basics. Yeah, probably. Oh, when was I maybe on Abbott? Like, I was in. I was a Van Wilder of that shit. I was in Abbott from two thousand three to like oh seven. Fuck. But then I I started. Well, we were at Abbott at the same time for sure because I did oh five to oh eight. And I think we established that at one point that we were yeah, definitely just, at Abbott we were at the there same and time. We crossed paths. I just didn't see you and then did my thing at Concordia, kind of toured left and then came back. And here I am. I went to Concordia for a year and dropped out because I was in psychology before the fast track program. And it was like 10 years of debt for $50,000 a year. And I ran the math and I said, this is a really shit trajectory. And I dropped out and I joined that call center about a year later. And I still Can we talk about there. that. Can we talk about how university doesn't really actually do anything? No offense, to people who've graduated from university, gotten their there's a caveat, done something. But there's a caveat: the paths that require it, such yes. as doctor, lawyerism, doctors. Yes, the I'll real even shit. Go as far as to say, like shit, like business school has value for the network because you know what they don't tell you about university? It's not about the education. About Look the at the university squad in Montreal hip hop right now. The Concordia squad that's approximately my age or a little bit younger. They run all the festivals now. They get all kinds of grant situations. Mm. There's a whole collective of them that went to school together. They were part of Hip Hop Concordia. I don't want to go too deep with names and shit. But they run a lot of things together. And because of the proximity and network impact of going to university, it's worth any amount of debt, I believe, that these people incurred regardless. Does that segue into Just the Last Two? I don't know. I can't go that far with the speculating. I never thought about it and I'd have to like know what you're talking about more details. <laughs> more or less in terms of organization of those like events and the party. I just and believe so that the network effects is powerful. And let's be real. Every time somebody hires at your company, they're not asking the outside first. They always ask the inside first. So True. you go to school, you hang out with the same five people, eight people for four years. You party together. You hold each other's hair up and puke whatever i'm just giving examples yeah, yeah, i know i know i know it's not you but i figured you you know <laughs> i know <laughs> but like you get the whole like camaraderie of shit like i even skipped frosh because i was like fuck that i don't i'm gonna work an extra week wow because i was like not thinking because yo my head was never in university like i was 
never, never really in it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never cared. Sage Up was done. Sage Up was a weird experience. I loved it, but then it ended, and then university started, and it wasn't Sage Up. You, Sage Up's lit. University is not litty. I'm sorry, but like Sage no, it's Up, not. you should go to Sage Up even with no aspirations of education. I believe that 300 try. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I got all the major. I learned how to Mac. I learned about how to smoke pot. I learned like real CJ life skills. is high school. Yo, even high fucking school at the atrium yeah. shit, whatever. I yeah. saw David Hodges fucking rap for the first time. And that shit made me think I could rap. And then I did some karaoke shit where I did forgot about Dre with fucking his next dude. And he, he sucked. So I picked up his shit and all the people went nuts when I went ticket, 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 slam shady. And they all fucking like the whole black corner jumped up and I'd never yeah. seen that before. <laughs> And I'm like, say what? The black corner, moment, I don't know. That black corner Abbott was not something to play with. So I understand what you're coming from. However, when they jumped up and made me go, oh, Shay Word, I, I can do this. It was like Abbott was big, bro. And then, you know, those festivals at the end of the year with the fucking right. inflatables and shit, like, and all the fucking random, yo, plus it's like, I went from Wager with 240 people to 6,000 people at Abbott, bro. It fucked me up. I had no idea how to prepare for that shit. That's crazy because I had a completely different experience where I was just like, aha, I'm home at this place. Abbott was a beautiful time for myself. Um, it was really just high school plus, plus a lot of things, more drinking, more booty, and more other things. And that was just that. Uh, university was very much a low point. You did miss that that time by two years. But from that time and being in the, what I call the low point, because when you meant, and no diss to make way, shouts to make way, but when you mention make way, you know what I mean? It's whatever KJ. When people mention make it make way and that coming of hip hop in the city, I personally get sad because to me, that's when shit got a little whoop, 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 and that's that. Y'all can I come mean, at me, but I'm just gonna say it like that. Get em. I don't think it's like I I really believe that for make ways coming coincides with that. But I really but think it's not Brandon their did, fault. It's just Brandon did so that... much for the fucking city that right. like it's, he's one yeah. of those guys where the more you dig into him, I mean. Who the fuck reinvents how to do grills? That's true. Like, Brandon's an innovator. He's been at it forever, and he's only elevated. And But I wouldn't say, as I was going to continue my point, it's not that it was Makeway. It's that the artists that came, like, a lot of, the, a lot of them motherfuckers. It was that internet era shit. I'm, right. I'm basically part of that wave that you hate, and I get why you hate it. Because back in 2012, you would have fucking hated me. I was arrogant as shit. I had no idea that Rico Blocks was just me. Um, I had no idea a whole bunch of shit, right? Like, I didn't even know. I didn't know anything. But y'all didn't care to know. That's what the worst it's, part that's is. That's not a hundred. That's not true. Some to of y'all the defense of me and mines, where the fuck was anybody finding out anything if you didn't already know? Because everybody was so you had to be in the know about it that if you didn't know, it's go fuck yourself. Yes, that's what's up, Wager. Yo, I was the last grad class of Wager High School. There was nobody that graduated after me. Uh, there were it was it was wild. We went to La Ronde because they had a school budget of like savings and they just blew it, taking the whole school to La Ronde. And we had this big, like almost like like almost like a sitcom moment where like the whole school was at La Ronde and it was definitely after school special. Yeah, that's definitely all like really good friends and we weren't, but we were. The year I was supposed to graduate, uh, September 11th happened, and they were like, "Well, y'all ain't going nowhere," <laughs> so we we didn't do shit. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. I was the first graduating class of Lakeside Academy, so you know, 
technically mm-hmm. last of Lachine, but first of Lakeside. It was, it was some kind of gangster shit. So you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up what year I graduated to put some age on me or some shit, but a long ass time ago. Eh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Which brings you to this era. What made you to do the streaming, the twitching, the, all that? Harlem shaking, all that. What brought um, you to that? After about four years and the, the performances dried up and I realized I had I had an I had a project recorded and I didn't know what to do. Okay. I was like, okay, what do you do after you drop a project? And it wasn't so much the logistics of releasing an album, it was the plan, the I didn't know any more beat makers. I didn't really know anybody about anything. And then um I remember I remember I met Justice McFly. That's basically what happened, I suppose. I'm at work and I meet Justice McFly, Justice but Justice. by his non-rapper name, I had yeah. all governments. Yeah. And uh he it's around the time he shot the eight mob video where they're in like fucking trailers and shit. I was right. working with him in day job land while he shot that video, and I got like a little him talking about it back then. Right. He told me a whole lot about a whole lot. And I remember him vividly telling me I don't want to be a rapper. I think he was wrong, but I get what the fuck he meant now. He's like, trust, the game is not what you think it is. You don't want to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. I still want to be a rapper. Eh, it is what it is. Uh, but the game is not what I thought it was. Correct. Agreed. I got trained in corporate land. I'm ready for it. But man, game is not what I thought. It's all politics. Yep. The whole game is just politics. Skill yeah. is like... Yeah, super small. He taught me about SEO, and uh, this is back at the end of the golden era of YouTube, so it's 2016, back when there's real YouTube money out. And if I'd started one year earlier, I could be, I could have had real YouTube cash on my strategy. But I started money ain't shit now. YouTube money ain't shit, bro. I make 20 a month. How long? Wait, and you got like the thousand subscribers in that shit or whatever? The All that is? shit. I've been monetized since 2017, bro. I've been trying to tell everybody forever. YouTube money ain't shit. I got you, 8,000. Oh. I got 8,000 organic views on my Buster Rhymes album review. So it's fucking clean. It's 8,500 views now. It's $25. I don't know what the fuck y'all is chasing. Ain't nobody getting the view counts required for fucking money. How long Everybody before Twitch dries up? Or did Twitch, Twitch dry up? Or... Okay, Twitch... Twitch is like two to three times the money, right? Relatively speaking, and it's a lot more related to your hustle. So Twitch, people can so YouTube people go in as AdSense shit. I made more on Patreon than I made on AdSense. Cause yo, right now there's a dude giving me $25 a month to be me. He told me he doesn't even care. He just believes in my mission. So here's 25 a month. And he's paid out a hundred. So that's four months. That's out to him. That's what's up. Straight up. Fucking uh, Maddie C, the manager of Lucius P Thundercat. <laughs> okay, so you need to get on so Patreon. Patreon is, <laughs> but Twitch has like a Patreon built into it. So that's the, the subs. Yeah. You guys, I'm trying to tell you, go and fucking push your fucking mm-hmm. Twitch. Fuck your YouTube. Because uh, YouTube will not even let you use copyright. But I make that's money true. on copyright and shit. I get in trouble. Facebook's going to ban me from posting soon, actually. It keeps kind of giving me subtle threats. That from videos I made back in the day. <laughs> actually, I got a strike. I got you a fucking like strike. I got a strike on YouTube this year because of a URL fucking battle rap we were streaming to prep for one of our interviews oh no it was my first strike they said it's a warning it's permanent it's never gonna go away and now every time i log into youtube it's there in my face like bitch you better never fuck up again 
Oh, no. And it has a lot to do with streaming. Twitch, at least for now, you can do what the fuck you want. You just they don't just that's what I was asking. VOD. How long how long does it take before? Because listen, I always be getting but on money wise, like the... it's like a month if you grind. I more or less I was talking about how long it takes before the shit dries up and it's not cool no more. Like South oh, by Southwest, I don't and see like that happening. MySpace and all that good stuff. You think it's still I don't good see for that a minute? Happen- all right, because it's Amazon. Because it's Amazon. Ooh, the whole sure. fucking internet runs on Amazon Web Services. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know, right? When I figured that, out, listen, because from my day job, I be assistant man, so I do things for movie companies and so on and so on. I won't mention a company name or because I'm not trying to get fired out here. But um, once I learned about that Amazon shit, <laughs> oh man, that is some Skynet. My God. So like, here's what's up. If you're if you're big. Yeah, you're be careful. Mm. You better because some somebody's gonna come for you because you're making money. Like DJs, mm. why has nobody touched the DJs? Oh, because the record labels want the DJs breaking records on Twitch, and Twitch partnered with Empire and Down. Everything that's Empire and Down aligned with Twitch, Vivo, the major three aligned yeah. with YouTube. So if you look at the corporate espionage, because it's Game of Thrones and this shit. I don't know why people ain't watching this. It's basically real life Game of Thrones and it affects your daily life as wild. How much people ignore that. But with the alliance of Twitch. With Charles, the... Can you see him getting a hard on? A little bit. I Man's a really legit hard over this shit. Right? He's like, he legit adjusted himself and started piping up. He was like, it's Yo, Game of Thrones. Shit. 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 Spit that now. Nah, like, go, so yeah. I'm new to the game. So yeah, I'm, I'm a sponge over here just listening. I know. So like Three. when uh, Twitch basically chose to partner with the little music labels. So mm-hmm. like DistroKid and Empire. Empire is everybody. If you don't know, it's like if you're really big, but you're not really signed, you're with Empire. Because everybody has a distro deal with Empire if they're not with the majors. You either have an independent deal with the majors or you're on Empire, which is basically like, huh, you're significant. Let us help you. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, the industry is wild. That's why, like, sometimes when these really big indie guys be like, oh, we're independent. I'm like, bitch, you have a deal with Empire. Like, (laughs) you're basically signed. You're just not signed. (laughs) Jeez. Huh. All right. For any upcoming Twitch folk. For the people out there in TV land, what would you recommend them to do to, if not up their game significantly, just to give them a little pippinati step? Do the corny shit people like. Which would be? Like, as an example, there's this shit like Words on Stream or these other Jackbox games. Mm-hmm. So you would have your regular programming, but then you would also throw in streams where people can do goofy shit and it's like trivia games and it's like the words on stream, it throws up letters and the audience is the ones guessing the words with you. So you're playing a game with your audience, have some shit like that and then get your fucking discord game on point because discord is like a Facebook group to your Twitch channel or even your YouTube. It's a way to collect your super fans. And then you create this community. And then down the line, when we're all busy and preoccupied with the logistics of politicking we discussed a bit earlier, they mm. can do some of the more grunt work, like finding us dope shit to think about because they just get excited and share things. And then we are like, wow, y'all have time to be on the internet. So, so when, cool. So when you amount to a certain amount of Discord people, then you could what, appoint one of them as like the manager or runner of your Discord. And then they basically just run Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. These people will show up for you, though, because people like that like not everybody wants to be on cam some people want to just be in the community but be heavy in the community 
and I misplayed so heavy on this shit, dude. I tried to do all this. Like, Bonnie is a lover to death, but like, this is not her dream to sit there and watch me talk to rappers all the time. Right? I imagine so that. Not... That yeah, worth. I feel you, bro. Right? I feel you. <laughs> I feel she's you, wonderful for that. Shout out to you, Bonnie, for putting up with that shit. Because rappers, dog. Woo! To be fair, when we went to New York City and she's smoking blunts with poison pan, her attitude's a little more like. <laughs> of course, of course. Listen, I had freaking. Oh, man. I can't remember his name now. It's going to bother me. Oh, come on. He ran with Guru for a second. It's going to piss me off. What's his name? Shit, shit, shit. Came out with the album like Water for Chocolate. Hit me. I don't know. He's too old for you? You guys don't know him? Shit. Nah, no? Probably like would know it if it clicked, but it's not clicking because my brain just wasn't ready for that. Okay, so it's all good. But either way, I've had rappers hit on girlfriends of mine. It's, it's damn weird. So I understand when they're like, I'm not no, really going to rap shit. But then... In, Listen... Yeah. <laughs> Poison Pen couldn't take my girl. No offense to Pen, but he wasn't about found. to take your girl. I'm not saying that. <laughs> it's like, whoa. I don't know what side is she teaching? Nah, but they had their First whole all, like, that, that's the name shit. of this really episode. Hard. Poison Pen couldn't take my girl. I want it. That's Love the name it. of this episode. That's a sure. good episode name. Yep, that's happening. That's happening for sure. I'm with it. Poison Pen couldn't take my bitch. <laughs> that was so it's fucking confident. Like... Well, I mean, I just think that like my shit's tight like that. Like, it if you don't is. believe that your girl, if you believe. Listen, I know who could fuck my girl. I don't know who could. Nobody could take her. There's a couple of All them right. celebrities where, like, I, I probably would lose that round, but the war is mine. Okay. Okay. Facts. <laughs> I mean, I can't really argue. We all can relate to that, bro. Like, I'm sorry. True. 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 I don't know. It's it's a long time. You get real with yourself. She's let you know here and there. This is the celebrity I would absolutely cheat on you with. Has come out like a once or twice in a seven year relationship. Damn. <laughs> and you mentioned it more than once. You, you run out of shit hate. to talk about at some point. You're like, so which celebrity would you swear? All right, cool. Like, hundred percent. Yeah, that shit comes up. I'm sorry. You get curious. I don't really have a good answer to that question. I always felt like I was ill-prepared because I don't hardly have celebrity crushes. It was never... I think since Avril Lavigne when I'm a teenager, it's like nobody. Betty White can get it. Mia Kunis for a minute. I'm going to say that. Kunis. Nah, man. Emmanuel Shrieky, dog. Anyways, I'm going to go that is, so okay. Y'all Google and then you'll know. Anyways. So anyways, um, my man. <laughs> I need to talk to you about this versus that's coming up to, to kind of close out the show because I know we'll kind of go on about this. Newest versus that's coming up. It is Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yo, I didn't even know about this till you posted that. I was like, say word. I, versus I saw it. <laughs> three six mafia, which I do not understand at all. At it's all. Nostalgia beef, man. They're selling tickets on 20-year-old fucking attitudes because they're tapping into, like, 45-year-old people's I want to settle this shit once and for all. Because who the fuck watches Versus? It's, it's a kind of old man thing. I mean, it is. I watch some of them, and I'm old, I'm an old man. I'm an old I'm man. 40 plus. Like, Willie Scandals might be the guy on my Facebook that loves Versus the most. True. Like, there's some of them I fuck with for sure, but I just... The pandemic gave me, I couldn't go nowhere. So yeah, I watched some shit. Early, early verses was hot to me. And then, you know, once it got sold, I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, it's not fun no more. And we're back. Once it turned into a full fucks concert. with the vibe of it, though. Yeah, what's like, a full concert? I want to see people with terrible Wi Fi battling it out with their shitty MP3 system because you realize your Americans got garbage internet. Holy. Facts. 
they got doo-doo internet in the states boys so you really have like a ludicrous with a good like you know like terabyte internet connection cable thing you got like a nelly with i don't know what was going on in his side and his trash so like yes it is like an old man thing but this one that's coming record that was a good time i really enjoyed that one it was hard it's a great time and then nelly's like fucking first album is one of the first albums i owned Damn, we were just talking about hip hop albums today, myself and Chops over here, and we were going on about a top three. And our man's who will be on the show next week uh, was kind of—he <laughs> was like, "Well, Ready to Die has to be in your top three. And when I said it wasn't, homeboy looked at me like I might have crucified a goat in front of him. <laughs> like he was just like, "No, sir, what are you talking about?" So for you to say that Nelly was one of the first albums you purchased, I'm not mad at that. I think that's actually really, really dope. I mean, because, I was 12 and right. ride with me and EI are like on top of the world, and people might not remember it, that's but Nelly and DMX were goats that year. Yes. What did DMX like, come out with that year? It was no, sorry, DMX was the year before, but he was yeah. still riding the high. That was his year off where he was riding the high, and then Nelly came out with all that shit, and then DMX just stole it back, and then Eminem <laughs> came in. That wait, hold on. No, really? That's how that went. Well, I mean, Eminem was still there, but in my life, because I went to Wager, Eminem right. wasn't necessarily as present right away. Okay. Like, so then when did which M album is this you're talking about? I would say M Show is when he stole Ooh, it and broke wow. through because that's 2003. You're talking about M Show. Holy fuck. 2000. Okay. Maybe it's like some shady LP <laughs> drops, right? And like you still had to like rap, right? It's not like my mom's was letting me listen oh, to that shit and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, shit. But by 2000, but then Eight Mile comes out, and Eight yeah. Mile changed the game. That was like some movie shit. And now my mom, like we saw Eight Mile in theaters type thing. So now mm. my parents be a little more acclimated. Now when Eminem comes up and shit, I was able to get the edited versions of albums and shit. <laughs> Jeez. Well, hot damn. All right. I mean. So that's why Nelly's there for that for you. I'm thinking about being 12. You know, my mom loved Ride With Me, bro. I got a full pass on that. They never listened to that shit. <laughs> it's true, right? They didn't know how hard that... I didn't even know how hard that album introduced me to shit. I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about two years later on. Yep. That's Three, what they did. Hey, Envy, what Cake will do. Fuck the game. Don't let the game... I'm like, yo, I don't know what any of that means when I'm like 12. <laughs> Remember the under-edited version of fucking EI? Holy shit. That was just not at all the song. <laughs> Give head right, Nelly. That are yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. As for Bone Thugs and Three Six, it's that it taps into these people because once upon a time, and they all came out like I feel like it should be UGK though. But they weren't in the beef because what happened was is that in '93, both of these dudes appeared on the scene with their first EPs with triplet flows and shit. Okay, Mm. that's really what this is about is who's the the triplet flow mumbo rappers of that era let's be fucking honest because they basically were doing what migos and them were doing in the 90s i'm not gonna say it's mumbling but northern people call southern shit mumbling yes kind of what happened it's not actually mumbling no it's that northern people are kind of a little bit racist about their uh, interpretation of southern accents so all the mumble rappers seem to always be southern guys if you really think about it i've been thought about it i just don't mention it because you know i don't look like you you can say that shit niggas will shoot me i mean it's something i realized (laughs) along the way because you know sometimes people be like wildly this person's mumbling and i'm like no they're very clearly enunciating (laughs) they are i understand everything little baby saying not then i looked it up and it's the southern draw and i realized us northern because yo i had the same problem in customer support land it used to be like you speak too quickly 
And I'm like, <laughs> we do. We speak mad quick and we enunciate a certain way up here where I mean, it sounds mumbly to listen a certain, especially fast Southern. This is when it's the Southern drawl sped up. That's what these guys are doing. And that's why it sounds mumbly. But it's not actually mumbling. It's just the southern drawl sped up and, you know, whatever. So back in the day, you have fucking 3-6 Mafia dropping their hugger the bugger the horror core, da 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 demons and everything coming together with. And they had a vibe. And at the same time, you have Bone Thugs with the horror and everything, you know, a little quicker, a little more Bone Thugsy, a little more Busy Boney. Yeah. And they're basically doing the same fucking thing at the same fucking time in 93. And their fans start talking mad shit. And I has literally, they don't know who each other is. One day Bone Thug shows up in the South, I believe it goes. And uh, the fans are like up in their face, like, you fucking jack their styles and shit, blah, blah, blah. Fuck all of y'all. And you know how this goes when you're a 90s rapper. <laughs> it just starts a thing. And so now you have like <laughs> later on the 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 like subliminals, because like Art of War is full of subliminals, bro. Like that shit is just yeah. subliminals for days. And I'm willing to bet that if you go the other side, you're going to see how there's a bunch of subs coming back at Bone Thighs. But it was really like the fans that egged this shit on. Fans, the media, whatever. When you listen to their interviews, because I watched the um, Art of War documentary. And like they were describing how they had no idea who the fuck they was. Like none of them had heard of each other, but everybody just thought they jacked their shit because there's actually a principle, a scientific principle where by sheer coincidence, two people will create the same piece of content at the same time because they got influenced by the same random things in different locations. And it'll happen on YouTube. You can, I don't know the name of it, but multiple occasions have happened where two science YouTubers are dropping the same topic on the same fucking day or a day apart or whatever so that's kind of what happened with bone thugs and them sheer random chance because how the fuck would they have heard of each other in a pre-internet one of yeah. them up in like fucking uh oh harder and then the <laughs> other ones right? right yeah so cleveland the other ones is down in memphis and it's like how the fuck are they gonna know each other it's not like it is now right. so like it just happened and triplet flows, let's be fucking real. The schoolie deer, one of them dudes in the 80s was dropping triplet flows. Anyone wants to be fucking real and run it back. Everybody think they know things because nobody does the history. But I didn't know shit. So I did a lot of history digging. Fuck yeah, all right. I who still do you, don't know shit. I barely you, know any of this shit. <laughs> you seem to know a lot because you definitely schooled me on that whole situation. Um, In terms of this verses that nobody really cares about or really wants, I mean, I mean, I kind of care, I really but you know kinda, what I mean? I just want to say Bone no. Thugs do their thing. I don't, right? like, and to be fair, I kind of grew to really like 3-6 Mafia too. And the whole so Memphis sound I. is so yeah. independently, it's like two of my favorite sounds going at each other. And I'm going to be like in for a treat. Right? Like, like I I'm couldn't care less day. about the beef. Mm. I mean, I'm sure these guys is friends now. They're definitely friends, for sure. Friends. I don't know if all of the bones are friends with each other, but like, collect. You think we're gonna get all what five Yo, of them? Busy better be right. Because listen, there's no it's person all about the bag. Him. Let's be fucking real. It's all 100%. about the bag, 100. But do you think he's if gonna the make bags it? right? Busy there all night. Hmm. I but mean, he's gonna steal the show. Like that's a busy thing. To be fair, everybody doesn't know how good Crazy is because Crazy held down Bone Thugs. Crazy, if you go yeah, to Art of War, years. he yeah. did Thug Mentality 1999 and all the hooks on Art of War, right? Yeah. Nobody worked like Crazy. Flesh and Bones, I Wishbone is highly underrated because Very I think much. we don't really like pay attention to how dope his voice is. 
I was I know back in the day he was the slow rapper, so I didn't give him a chance. But then as I learned to, to appreciate singing, it's like, yo, wishbone's like a key element to this shit that really completes it with the harmony, the harmony part of it. Is he the one who did the hook on Crossroads? I yeah. think they all did the hook. Nah, there's one who's more prominent on Crossroads, and I'm pretty sure it was uh well you have like Busy Bone doing the you know and the, the mid part, but then like see you at the crossroads, so you will be lonely. That's fucking wishbone, right? Um, Why do you make that shit sound? No, I think it's that, crazy bro? that does. I didn't mean to think it's out because that's how I sing. Make fuck you. <laughs> no, because I think uh no, I think that's crazy that does the so you won't be lonely. I'm like pretty sure that's voice. Yeah, that must be I'm I think that because the deep voice is crazy. Anyway, I haven't heard this song in a minute, so it's fucking hard for me to really do this in real time. But yo, I'm just like, imagine slob on my knob against like fucking, I don't know. First I can't think month? of a good bone thugs to go against slob on my knob. But for like, all I think just of is first of the month. That's, that would be fire. I just want to see this shit go down. You know, like, and three six got some bangers, all right. Like, I wanna stay fly. Uh, 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 uh. Yo, they can compete. These guys are like really well matched up, and I think it's just gonna turn into like a great show. I don't know, man. I I really don't plus know. already everybody go oh go away. This one go away because anybody that cared back in the day, right in the heartstrings, nostalgia kicked in. You're for done. Sure. It's over for you. Even myself, I'm like fuck yeah, Team Bone Thugs. I don't even really care. I'm a poser as far as being a Bone Thug fan is concerned. I got schooled on my East. If you want to see a gem of me being a super white boy, watch my East 99 fucking album review. It is the most white boy shit you will ever watch. I'm definitely going to check that because that album was fire for me. We love the album. I talked all kinds of I deserved what I got in the comment shit. I had to it's one of the times I left uh I knew I was white apology comment in the fucking, fucking thing because I was getting hate so much. Yeah, I'm just looking at the credits of Art of War, and there was, it was a double album. All right, yeah, man, double album. And he, yo, he crazy right held that shit down. It's he, basically he. like Crazy Bones album featuring the Bone Thugs, is because we right. reviewed that bitch. <laughs> He's is this is their I third say, album. I have more to Bone Thugs than I did the Three Six. Yeah. I mean, mm. to be fair, also Lazy's ridiculous, and I don't want to take away from him. We haven't talked about Lazy's awesomeness because Lazy's like ride or die, and he always sounds amazing. That's Lazy's the thing. He's the one who all... always be on tour. He always come. Yeah, he's good though. And then yes, and Busy's sure. like, yo, Busy's got a voice that is like when Busy does his weird high pitched falsetto shit, it is like surreal. You know, I mean, Flesh has got this ghastly voice that just works, but like he's not on all the bangers, so it's hard to remember him. Jesus. First of the month is track 12. That is an if I was just introduced to this group and I was trying to get my freaking to hear that song, I gotta wait to track 12. Yeah, but you no. already have bangers all the way up to it. Plus, you have to think back to the era. This is the only album you're getting from Bone Thugs for like what two years? Three years? Yeah, their shit was super sporadic. 93, 95, no, 97. Everyone's shit was super sporadic back then. <laughs> that's true. But I mean, it's just like, you know, uh, yeah, every two. Wow. That's like a boondock season waiting every two years for that shit to drop. But that's, that's how it worked back then because of the distribution cost, the, the this, the that, like that would go into it. So plus you had to, you know, I've talked to a lot of rappers from the 90s now from New York City. Right. It's just like, yo, we we in an era that is possible to flood the market the way we do. And we should all take advantage of that shit because, you know, it could go away, you know, and like back in the day, it used to be way harder. And, and like, I know I flood out a lot of shit, but it's because we can so we mm. should 
if we're really in this because the people that came before us had to try a lot harder. Like you're never going to get an album, like a 90 sampled album because nobody's ever going to slice up fucking tapes again. So you're going to never have to sit there and project manage your song. You can just experiment, but you couldn't experiment like that back. It's so, so it's different. Yeah. You have to ask yourself a lot of questions about shit, but we're in an era where we've been given the tools to, in a sense, you have to compete harder than ever and you have to do a lot more, but holy shit, have we been in it, we've been given a much easier time than it was back in the day to actually put out multiple projects. And so, yeah, the thing you could, you would tuck the fucking, you know, singles back then you could. Because you knew that this motherfucker's going to listen to the whole shit. You would put your skits on there. You would True. do all of this because you're creating a movie for people to listen to again and again and again. But that's and why people, the albums are almost not worth it now because no one has the time or the attention fans for that no, shit. We're because just we old. can't flood the market. No, 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 no. We don't have the time and attention because we're old. 16-year-olds got the time and attention to listen to albums, and they do. We, as artists in our older ages, are just fucking morons because we don't talk to 17-year-olds. So, legally, no. No, but Drake Scorpion. No, you're allowed to talk to them. You're not allowed to hit them. Drake Scorpion. But you got one of those in your house. So, like, you can get that knowledge. I don't have that knowledge. Bro, you're an artist. You just got to be a mentor, and you can do it fucking legal and not creepy. Shit. So I'm so okay. So I can legit just put albums out every month to get a cool five, get a cool five, six, 16 year olds, 18 year olds, Caesar kids to listen to my shit. And I'd be good in theory. Yeah, that's what we should really be working towards. That is my vision for the future is to create like a platform that works with the youth because let's be real, they have the fucking time. They actually dig through the crates, bro. I have several people in their early 20s that I chat with on a regular because of my channel. They hit me up over the years. So I have like a 22-year-old in Scotland, and next one over there, et cetera. Right. Bro, they just find the weirdest 4,000-view shit just because. We make the assumption because we don't have the time and desire to sit there and listen to albums. And we're us on Facebook and shit, right? So like if you look at Facebook – it's a bunch of old people. So the real mistake we all made was not going to Instagram and TikTok to stay relevant with what the kids are doing. Yeah, yeah. They have focus. They have attention spans and they're dedicated. They know more about marketing than we do. So it's like, all I'm saying is the the the, the narrative that Donda is a very re-listenable album. Okay, like it's a masterpiece. It's a fucking well-constructed. You can bump it again and again. And in fact, the more you listen to it, the better it gets because the deeper you get this relationship with it when you realize where he's going with it and who it's for and shit. Mm. So I don't think a lot of people are going to listen to a 24-track album if they're busy, but if you love listening to music, you're going to. Anthony Fantano certainly going to because he loves music. People who really love that shit will. And we as artists make dumbass distinctions because we hang out with rappers and shit. One of the worst groups of people to make judgments off of. And I say that with all shots fired to the lack of vision that the rappers I know in my life have with regards to marketing. They just don't know what people like no more. But in terms of marketing, we I'm bad at it too. Look at how not famous I am. If I was good at it, I'm just self-aware enough to know where I need to go to get the help I need. And it's 18-year-olds. So I am looking for young people on my squad because I'm too old. I'm just kept that there. Uh, Holden. No. <laughs> That was shit was fucking fucking wow, knowledge, people. Do you hear yeah, me? This yeah. gave you fucking gems. 
If y'all don't play that shit back and fucking listen. Yeah, y'all really need to give us a episode back. We got a lot of gem. Thank you, Uncle Dude, for listening. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, Kiki G. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Audio, who came through. Everybody who came through for listening to this beautiful Let's episode. Go, Let's go. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Episode 26. We are holding for real. Like, it was a blessing to have you. Yeah. Yeah. KRS 11 might have taught that, you know, year, us that years ago. But for now, the knowledge that we got from my man here, I thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we're going to have you back because there's just way too much that I didn't get. And I'm going to need to get more knowledge and so on. But uh, people, put Shoot. your content out. Get, get you know, where to find them. We're going to put that Yo, on the Shout yourself inside. out. Shout yourself yeah. right Where out. can we find you? Honestly, the best place to go is twitch.tv slash behind that suit. There you go. That's it. We're talking or youtube.com slash behind that suit if you don't like Twitch. All like of my that. shit's there. And there it's my name on Spotify for the music, which you can read on the screen. And oh, that's that's it. All right. People will be back next week with our homie John Ajula. Thank you all for watching. Uh, this has been Chop Vision. We out. Peace.